What if someone you lost who had died returned? This episode of AfterBuzz TV is brought to you by the powerful and riveting new drama, Resurrection. You won't be able to stop watching or talking about it. Resurrection premiering on Sunday night, March 9th at 9, 8 central, only on ABC. You're not going to want to miss it. Mr. Langston, did your son go missing, sir? I haven't. He's okay. My son died 32 years ago. What if someone you lost returned? Daddy! Huh? Honey, who is it? The television series event begins. You're not the only one. There's others. Resurrection. Series premieres Sunday, March 9th on ABC. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Glee. We have all been waiting for this moment. And by waiting, I mean months on end. Oh, my Finally. God. I know. We are here with Glee, Season 5, Episode 9, Frenemies. I am your host, Roxy Stryer. Alongside me is, unfortunately, not Stephanie Langer, but it is Sarah Mendoza. I'm here. Hello, and everyone. Marissa Serafini. Hello, everyone. And we have Phil Spitek in the booth helping us out. Thank you, Phil. Um, yes, we do, we do miss our leading lady right now, but she will be back and she is missing Glee. Trust us, she is texting us, uh, for We're thinking saying, of you, Steph. Yes, I know. We miss you, Steph. She is. So I just have a quick question. Guys, how did tonight's episode live up to expectations? Did it beat them or did it fall flat? It did not fall flat. <laughs> I'm just happy that it's back. Honestly, I've been having withdrawals, not only from the show but also from seeing you guys and talking about it we love you and we love you guys how is it already February I'm glad we're here but seriously the time almost March almost March I mean almost March yeah if you guys are watching on video like I am beaming right now because I'm so freaking (laughs) excited that Glee is back and I was with Roxy like all day today and I think at three random times I just turned to her and I'm like Roxy Glee is back today I'm so freaking excited this episode was so good as a returning episode and I'm just so happy I mean, I'm just, I don't know, I'm, I'm ecstatic right now. Marissa, you've been doing that all day. Try for the last two months. You've been counting down every few moments you pop <laughs> into the room. You're like, you know, Glee's almost back. I'm like, we still have a month and a half. You're like, it's closer than it was but yesterday. I know. She had like a little advent calendar going on, didn't she? I, seriously, she really <laughs> did. Well, I have to say that I thought tonight's episode was awesome, which is great for me to say Woo! because you guys know that sometimes I can be a little nitpicky right, and right. have my problems with Glee, but I thought that it started really, really strong. This is huge because you have high standards for a Glee episode. I know. I thought that this was definitely the best episode since the quarterback and I'm really excited Mm -hmm. to talk Mm -hmm. about it with you guys. But before we talk about this amazing show, we have another amazing show that I have a couple friends in the booth, Jesse and Courtney. They want to tell you about a coming up show. Hmm. Before we continue tonight's after show, I want to talk to you about a new show on ABC called Resurrection. What would you do if someone really important to you died? And then came back. Oh my god, I can't even imagine what it would be like if my grandfather came back and showed up on my doorstep. Well, that's what's happening in Arcadia, Missouri. So the residents who have passed away in the small town are now coming back on the series premiere of the ABC's new drama, Resurrection. You know, I think I saw a billboard for this on the 405. It's starring Omar Epps, and mm-hmm. also Francis Fisher is playing a woman whose eight-year-old son, Jacob, returns to them after he's been gone for 32 years. And more and more people start coming, showing up. Uh, it gets really deep. Where do these people come from? How do they fit back into the world? How do people move on from this? I don't know. It looks like it's going to be a really powerful and riveting new drama. I just don't think I'll be able to stop watching And I'm really excited because it's not about zombies, aliens, or anything else that's been done before. It's new 
and I have no idea where this show is going to go. Okay, then. ABC's Resurrection. Check out the new series premiere on Sunday, March 9th at 9, 8 central. You're definitely not going to want to miss the show. I know where I'm going to be. Okay, so as we said, check out Resurrection, but more importantly right now, we checked out Glee. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, We just (laughs) were discussing how freaking excited we are, like cannot contain ourselves. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the episode title, Frenemies, because it made it very easy for us to break down the episode tonight. We are all broken off by frenemies, which is a very strange concept um, for people who are either A, living under a rock, or B, just new to the term. Frenemies combines friend and enemy, which is (laughs) what we are doing, starting with Tina and Artie. Okay, Tina and Artie, Brief history. Dated. Didn't date. Now we're friends. Correct? Is that, yes. is that a fair assessment? Right. Pretty much. Um, I would not say they were lost, like, big lovers, but <laughs> they did have a, a brief history. Little high school Sometimes playing. lovers. I think that's what Artie said. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes lovers. Or Tina said that. Um, sometimes lovers. But Artie is now moved on to seeing Kitty. Mm-hmm. And yes. Tina... Um, who had her man crush on Blaine for a long time, I believe is single now. The reason I'm going over this is because after the hiatus, we all kind of need a little refresher. (laughs) Yes. But that's where we are. And at this point, they are friends. And they are friends who reconvene for Tuesday lunch every week, which I love. Which is sweet. Yeah. Because that's Mm -hmm. how they're keeping their friendship alive. After all the drama, they put it behind them, and they just make it a point to check in with each other. And that's, you know, that's that's a good thing about friendship is you have somebody who can keep encouraging you and supporting you along the way. And it's cute to see that they've developed into that. They've put, they've let bygones be bygones, but, you know, they didn't work out romantically, but they're still together as friends. Yeah, and cool. I like how this episode was more of a healthy rivalry more so than the other that we'll talk about on like the other fight that went on but like this was a healthy fight that they had between them and it's a thing that like both elevated elevated both of them absolutely i think it's because tina and Artie do have a lot of similarities yes Mm -hmm. um that friendly competition never really hurt anybody but when you take it to the next level there is a bit of an issue but at this point we're all good we're here we're eating lunch in the auditorium together which we love to see because of course that feels like home to us Mm -hmm. and uh they say that they're gonna meet here and sing a chipper song every week to talk about things that are great in their lives i wonder if we're actually going to see this in weeks to come I hope we bring back Happy Tuesdays with Artie and Tina. Uh, tonight, we kick it off with Whenever I Call You Friend, which is very fitting to what we just spoke about. What did you guys think about the song? I thought it was cute. I mean, I don't think we've really seen Artie and Tina sing together a lot over these past few years. But, uh, I, you know, it really touched upon the relationship and where it, what it has been and, like, where it is now. I'm really glad that we kicked off the return episode with a really feel-good song. Right. It was so happy and upbeat and so true, like, glee fashion. Mm-hmm. We didn't mm-hmm. start with the downer, and I don't think any of us wanted that. And we have been in a, and as you were just mentioning, in a couple weeks prior, well, I guess not weeks now, it's months ago, but a couple episodes prior, we did start off with some more uh, negative heavy. vibes. It yeah. was heavy. I wasn't into that. We were into the Kenny Loggins, Stevie Nicks. Um, we we liked this little vibe. It was wasn't like the biggest number ever, but it eases back into a friendship that we know, we love, right. we feel comfortable with, and just kind of reminding us, hey, here's where we are right now. Right. And it was sort of the calm before the storm of this entire episode after this point. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because exactly. at this point, they're still supporting each other. He wants to encourage her to get into Brown, and she's encouraging him as well because he's going to go off to film school. Right. Yep. And everything's fine and dandy. And we know she was waitlisted there, and he's believing in her. And then lifting her spirits. Um, but I hate to pop this little bubble because. But let's pop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, I, I don't feel so bad because I'm not the one who pops it. It's definitely Sue Sylvester comes comes Sylvester. a popping. Shocker, right? Sue's never popped anybody's yeah, bubble. I think before. it'd be her. Right? <laughs> Very fitting it'd be her. If, if this surprised you, you have not been watching Glee for all five seasons like we have. I mean, <laughs> I, I was glad, though, because, you know, we see we see um, Sue, and she, sometimes Jane Lynch's character goes a little off Jane Lynch, you know? They, mm-hmm. they make her the, instead of the frenemy, just the friend, and we're like, huh, mm-hmm. why, why is she being so nice? Right, we, but, get spe- we get speculative. Right, but this is Sue back in full force, and we're like, oh, yeah. 
There she is. That's who we know and love to hate. And the right. suit that always pits people against each other. Right. Yep, absolutely. So, I mean, it's one thing. So she brings them into the office, right, to tell them that they're pretty much exactly tied for this spot to be valedictorian. Yep. Mm-hmm. And instead of, instead of, you know, not fueling the fire, she goes, well, now it's time for some healthy now it's time for some competition here. We're right. going to have a speech off um, to yeah. decide who the winner is. Uh, nope. Absolutely. And I thought it was very interesting that she did this, uh, these two characters. You would think maybe Tina would get more dirty, but Artie would stay clean. But they both hit below the belt after they find out that they mm-hmm. have to do the speech off. We have this moment where they're sitting there and they're talking to each other. And... Tina is ripping Artie apart for dating Kitty and saying he's doing it to be popular and that she doesn't love him. And Artie is ripping Tina apart saying that everybody (laughs) in school thinks that Tina is the biggest B-I-T-C-H. Right. Here's the thing, though. As much as I love both of them, Tina is always the instigator when it comes to these things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But elaborate what you mean because I think I know where you're going with this. She completely started it because she was the one that first brought up she she brought the speech she's like here i wrote your speech for you and what is the speech it's basically a speech for him to uh, step down step down and not vie for the valedictorian spot Mm -hmm. she's the fire and he's the gasoline yeah yeah okay of course he's gonna be offended because she does that and and she just keeps making it worse because i think she's the first one that exchanges disrespectful words. Right. Saying I yeah. that he's a charity case pretty much for his current girlfriend, Kitty. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you guys, though. At this moment in time, did you think one of them was going to win? Did you guys have a feeling that one was going to win over the other or one was going to drop out? Or what were you thinking when you were watching this? Hmm. Uh, at some moments, I thought Artie was going to drop out because I think out of the both of them, Artie's the one who has the star in your head and will take the high road and just... Uh, do the good thing for someone else. and But because Sue had acknowledged that they're both so equal on so many different levels that I'm like, I think they're both going to win, or in this case, lose at the same time. But Tina made a really good point. I don't think she made it well, but it was a good point, <laughs> that she needed it more. Um, and that was interesting to me because I think that had she approached this differently and sat already down, or I guess that was bad humor. Artie's already sitting, so sat next to Artie. <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> Sorry, Gleeks. Sorry, Gleeks. I had to do it. So I sat next to Artie and said, listen, here's the thing. I love you. You love me. We deserve this equally. But you are already into school. You know where you're going. And other than a title, this doesn't do anything for you. I think that this will get me into Brown. And as my friend... I would. I know this is not fair to ask you, but I would appreciate if you could let me want, have this one. Even though I'm not saying that that's what she should have done, I think if she had done that, Artie would have said, "All right, Tina." Right. Yeah. Well, it's all. It's. I agree that maybe it wasn't in general. Maybe she shouldn't be making those decisions. Um, but say that's her feelings. It's definitely in her delivery. Like she didn't have to go there the way she did and be disrespectful to her friend, Artie. Her friend, her friend, me. Now and me. Friend, me. Yes, but Artie did point out good points that Tina only applied to three different places. I mean, when you're going to college, you do way more than that. You apply mm-hmm. to like 20, 30 places. You can't just rest on your laurels. 20, being, 30. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are making me feel bad because I, I don't know if you're not I me, but was a person that only yeah. applied to three. I I thought of five for me, but but you know she he did make a good point that Tina only picked three and that she did she herself wasn't well prepared. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, so Artie was kind of right in that sense, but the way Tina approached it wasn't ideal. When those three include Brown as your top choice, it's a little different because these Ivy Leagues are kind of crapshoots, you know? Right. Everyone mm-hmm. applying there is the valedictorian. Like, Everyone what are the applying, odds? You know? Yeah. yeah. And like she's saying, yes, she's on the wait list, but there's 2% of the people who get off the wait list. So you kind of have to look at that and say, I think I'm fabulous. I believe I should get accepted here, but I might not because of something that is completely out of my hands. Either nepotism, they don't like what my essay is about, Mm -hmm. they already accepted enough people of my minority, you never freaking know. So you have to kind of cover your butt. You need solid backup plans. Which, at that point, though, 
I don't know whether they still could be applying to schools, but Artie should have said, listen, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Maybe I can help you try to apply to different places. It just as friends, they should have tried to level with each other. And instead, they do the exact opposite. And it's war. Um, mm-hmm. The only reason I liked it being war was because... It means we got three songs out of them tonight. Yeah. So I, we did. Everyone. I will like, take uh, war um, because when on earth do you see Tina and Artie getting three songs in an episode? I was watching this with another ABTV fan. Uh, she doesn't cover the show here, but she happened to be watching next to me and she was like, oh, Artie's voice is amazing. And oh, God, I was like, yeah. don't I know it? I mean, did you guys remember how great Artie sounds? Uh, oh, yeah. All the time. Artie. I mean, can we talk about the next song? I think we can. <laughs> Okay, so we've got my lovin', um, which you are you're never gonna get it. Yeah, you, so she I was, was gonna say okay. you're never gonna get it. You're never gonna get I it. I will just say I was watching Glee with Sarah <laughs> tonight. She was singing every single word. She, I'm sorry, you this, knew that song like no yeah, other. Yeah, this song took me back to was that the '90s guys or oh. was it like early 2000s? I don't know, but it took me back. I want to say late '90s. I the mean. thing about this song is it's all about the soul. Like it's so like bluesy in the voice and like with the voice riffs that I can't do or handle. But I believe in you. Oh no, oh, thank y- you. you were definitely doing don't it. Don't stop we believing. It. <laughs> um, oh, please oh. stop believing <laughs> and, and stop raining on my parade. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay, but he seriously killed it. He ripped it. He was so good. Yeah, when he's honestly... But when is he not good? Yeah. I know. Really good point. Um, I thought that even if this song took you away, though, and you're you're jamming yourself, you're sitting there, you're having a merry good time, it's all fun and games, until you guys know what I'm about to say? Because, Tina, you took that one step too far, honey, when you pushed Artie over. Oh, oh my God. I mean... Hey, there was oh, a lot man. of physical in this episode. That got serious. And that though. was number one. I mean, yeah. When when you start a fight with verbal, that's different. But when it leads to and escalates to physical violence, I mean, I we know that Tina didn't really mean it, and that did turn out to be an accident. But when it escalates to that point, then it gets serious, especially for Artie being handicapped and then having more yeah. harm to him. That's. It, it took it a little far. It's got to be a little embarrassing, you know, and when you have to rely on other people for help, you, you feel a little self-conscious. And, and yeah. if I was Artie, I would have made it more a bigger stink about it. He was like, it's okay. But it yeah. obviously was not okay. Um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I do like, though, that the rest of the people in the choir room jumped in immediately to help him. Well, of yes. course. That was great. Of course. Um, I wonder if we're going to learn more about what's going on with Tina because, yes, we do all know she has a little uh, catty side to her, but Artie Diva. seems Diva Tina. Diva. Uh, Artie <laughs> seems to think, however, though that it's escalated to a new level this year, and that the whole school knows it. Do you guys think we're going to be seeing a little more of that Divalicious Tina? Yes, I think so because we <laughs> we got it with Rachel and and oh, yeah. and Brittany and Santana when they were all there when they were seniors, and now that they're off in New York doing their own thing and we have Tina she's still the alpha female I guess you can say of uh, you know the high school of McKinley that yeah she's gonna have her moment finally uh, but uh, I think that's just in her character. She's always got the underdog chip on her shoulder. Yeah. And she hasn't been able to fully shake it because, unfortunately, she's pretty much always still the underdog from season one. But, but you know what? Like, after dealing with the other divas that she's had to, I, you know, I don't mind her being a diva because she deserves that time to be the diva. You think instead of diva awful, it's diva fabulous? Because her body's too divalicious for us. Or maybe we just accept her (laughs) for her divaness. Like, we've accepted her throughout the seasons to be that way. Yeah, and you know what? And, like, she, Tina herself, has gotten a lot of flack over the years. So, you know what? I will give it to her this year. Okay, and I do like that we see Artie and Tina in the auditorium, and then we see them in the chorus room. Hello, Glee, we are back because we are taking it to the roots. And then the next time... That we see them, this in this speech, they're giving these speeches, you know, and this is back in the auditorium. Um, again, it felt like home. It made me comfortable. It brought us back to ugly. Oh, We're back from hiatus. This is what the show is about. But we throw in this fabulous twist. This was um, my favorite resolution of the frenemies tonight. 
I really wasn't expecting this. What about you guys? The interaction between Tina and Artie and what they said about each other in their speeches. Mm-hmm. What What were you thinking? Were you seeing that coming? Did you think that they were both going to snap out of it and no. play nice? No. Actually, no. No, I didn't. No. It was, and now you're no. thinking about it and no, it was I didn't. really enjoyable. <laughs> but um, they've impressed me tonight. This means that our uh, Glee high schoolers are growing up. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, oh, maybe. I mean, they're graduating soon, you would think. But I really I really love their speeches. It it focused more on the positive, like, sure, you're going to have those moments with your friends, but if you're really friends, you're going to put it aside and just realize all the good that you have with them, and you're going to encourage that side to continue on. Right. I think it kind of brought their relationship a little bit full circle because if you remember in season one, it was Artie and Tina always encouraging each other and saying positive things about each other so I think it'd be often out of character had they ended the episode on a more angrier note with each other and it's like they have to those two are known for always encouraging each other so it was nice to see them do that again yeah I, I absolutely agree um, I also wasn't rooting for one over the other to win I didn't know which side to pick uh, and I feel like I would have been disappointed if one of them had taken home the prize mm-hmm. Um And just the flashbacks that we got, each of them, you know, they had something. When we see Coach Beast and we see Will and we see Sue even, Sue was a little more disgusted, but I kind of wanted to cry (laughs) alongside with them, you know? Um, Or Principal, um, now Janitor. Yeah. Uh, now, <laughs> I forgot about He's that. Another hyphen for a minute. in this industry. Right. <laughs> um, but I thought that was a really endearing moment. Yeah. Um, it was. And then leave it to Sue to kind of like just make it put a little jab in there I to love make it Sue. funny. That's kind of got to be illegal, though, how she ends up I handling the situation. <laughs> I now hate you both. <laughs> right. So I know. And instead, you guys, so always there's so much going on in the show part of this almost went over my head so what ends up happening guys what does sue right. do so it ends up after their little speech off they are still at a tie for valedictorian so sue says that makes them co-salutatorians and that the third place would now be valedictorian which is drumroll none other than blaine perfect boy blaine, blaine. <laughs> i mean like oh, again again the brains the looks that kid lucked out because which he always and, does, you yeah. know. And he calls it out too. He's like, yeah. you know, I don't mean to, you know, brag, but things do get handed to me. And yes, it did. I know, they absolutely. Way do. to like kind of annoy your friends more by yeah. saying that, though. I, know. I don't mean to humble brag, but yeah. <laughs> is it more annoying though to just be upfront and honest, or is it more annoying to kind of be just? Uh, I don't shy see, about it. Yeah. I don't see the problem with having co-valedictorians, but I think that was just Sue's spiteful way of being like, well, I'm not going to give it to you, so I'm going to give it to the third person. Sue was so bitter that they beat her game, you know? And yeah. Th- right. Instead of fighting on stage, they beat her. She was like, haha, you think you won? Mm-hmm. Goodbye. You yeah. never beat Sue Sylvester, okay? <laughs> um, and that's exactly what happens. Yeah. But then, of course, uh, we all... As Glee does, it comes to a head, and it's okay, and we have this amazing song, Breakaway. Right, because mm-hmm. Blaine, he, after his little five minutes of gloating or whatever, he realizes, <laughs> you know what? This should really be for all of us. Right, Because yeah. Artie and Tina deserve this just as much. Right. And then we go back to the auditorium, which is where we perform, which is where I realize, oh my God, we're at the end of the episode, and... Where is the rest of New Directions? Do they even have a role in this? Like they were all backup. Yeah, yeah, we just see them briefly, and I'm thinking, huh, they're really, really sticking to the originals in this one right Mm -hmm. now, which was very interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. We're not getting Marley. We're not getting Jake. We're not getting Ryder. Not tonight. Uh, Not unique or unique. Uh, Exactly. Then there's a lot more. Um, I don't even know where sugar is. Oh, yeah. Where does she go? (laughs) I know that she's on Mixology is where sugar is, but (laughs) I don't know the rest. You know what I just realized is that we didn't have the weekly assignment that Sue, I mean, that Will always gives out. It was kind of something that was stemmed from Sue. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, all the songs that we're singing, I mean, it goes in two different locations in this episode, but it wasn't that weekly assignment that we're used to. Yeah, that is very true, Um, and I'm sure we will get back to that for the purpose of this episode. I think that worked. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we had the weekly assignment. It's very hard to tie in New York to these weekly assignments, and a lot of this episode was Was about New York. New York. Um, So anything else we have to say about Breakaway or the Tina Artie thing? Um, 
I thought that the song was well sung. It was nice that Blaine was in it because uh, mm-hmm. we hadn't got much of him. But other than that, we, we put a nice little bow on that. Right. Yes. Okay, great. Wrapped it up. So we friends can, again. Yay. Now we're moving over to NYC. Um, we got this Kurt mm-hmm. thing. So Kurt <laughs> and his Pamela Lansbury band. Oh, gosh. <laughs> He's got... Pamela I always want to call so Elliot um, Cobra Starship, but that's not the stage name. <laughs> it's just it, No, Adam, what's the, what's the stage name? Starship. Just Star Child. Just Star, Star Child. Child. Star Child. Um, Star Child. Close enough. Star he, Child, Elliot. He's a diva. Talk Gilbert. about divas. Oh, I know. Yeah. He's so many names, too, but we're just going to stick to Elliot right now. Okay. Elliot. Plain Elliot. Um, yeah, talk <laughs> about divas. So we've got, I guess he'd be the equivalent of Tina right here, Elliot Diva, is really full of himself. Not that he shouldn't be because boy, he's talented. talented. Um, Ugh. I definitely, we got seven songs tonight. Three of them were Tina Artie. Three of them were Santana Rachel. That's all well and good. Fabulous. But I could have used a little more um, Kurt Elliott. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could have used a little a little more. I know that we're getting some more Adam Lambert songs in the future, so I'll be okay there. But that to me was like, ooh, give me more. But I guess that's right. good. They leave me wanting but, more. But, you know, I don't mind that the fact that they only had one song, just those two, because their relationship is so new in this show. And are they really friends yet? And so I think you have to build that friend relationship to even start having a fight or an or enemy within that person. So I think it's just the relationship is so brand new that we had the other people that in tonight's episode that we've seen so right so long and we weren't going to get a band song because as we see they can't have rehearsal because everybody's doing their own thing so you're Mm -hmm. right uh, and we will see that and so i will just have to sit here and hold myself uh and cry when i sleep at night until we get there oh my god (laughs) this show should be on more than one day a week and it definitely should never take hiatus ever again because Uh, never you're killing us you're killing us i have noticed uh very much so i love all my shows that i cover here at after buzz i really do but the gleek fans you guys are the best. Yeah. I mean, you guys come out hard at us. So and, loyal. And we love you. And if you are listening right now on iTunes, please rate, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Comment. We read everything. We do. Um, and we respond, and we too. Resp- and we, we freaking love you guys so much. <laughs> like, that's why we do the show, because it's amazing. You guys are so awesome. Um, okay. So, still going back to Kurt and Elliot. What do you guys think about Kurt's tactic here? So, he decides, hmm, Elliot's trying to take my band over. So I'm going to cuddle up next to him a little bit and and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Uh, typical Kurt or a little surprised? A little surprised. Because uh, I feel like Kurt is very straightforward with everything. He's not mm-hmm. the sly right. with people. And if Kurt has someone, you know, invading his space or if anything's out of place, Kurt's going to, he's going to cause a fit. Be like, uh-uh, no, step out. You're in my personal bubble here yeah. or whatnot. So I found it very surprising that Kurt went this roundabout way to find out. Well, he he, he took intentions. it seriously when um his fiance recommended um the old adage, keep your enemies Close. It's friends close, friends enemies close closer. Enemies closer. Uh, again, with the frenemies, though, I, yeah. I really like when uh, the show, because unlike having um, something that Will assigns them as the main focus, I love when the show really ties it all together. Easy to understand the concept. It's just conceptually there. Frenemies. Again, we've we've got this frenemies thing, and we've got Blaine talking about it. We do everything but hit it over the head, you know, and we, mm-hmm. we, we're all there. So Blaine does suggest that. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling he's going to come to regret that he suggested that, though, mm-hmm. as we will talk about in a moment. But for now, Kurt's all, let's cook together. Let's play together. Let's hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, when do you think Elliot became a little suspicious of Kurt's wanting to hang out around him all the time? I thought it was the whole time, honestly. Really? From, from the very beginning. I think um, Elliot knew that or knows that Kurt has an insecurity about him. Um, I think he's pretty obvious about it. Okay. Um, but I think that he goes along with it anyways in the hope that he can create a real friendship with Kurt and so that Kurt will actually start to trust him so that, because that will benefit the band as a whole. You think that's something he wants? He wants a friendship? I, I think that he wants to benefit, he wants to create a friendship and he wants to benefit the band as a whole. Okay. And this could be an opportunity for that. I think it was when Kurt was mentioning he wants to learn guitar and... 
Elliot's, you know, is very well, well versed in guitar, but like Kurt wanting to take up something that he's not used to, and why, what makes him with this newfound interest in guitar, and then bringing him to the guitar place. Right, absolutely. Um, I'm with you in the fact that Kurt's a go-getter, and anything he's ever wanted to pick up before, he's already kind of already picked up, you yeah. know, if that makes any sense. Um, I think that it was just a little off-putting. You guys know when you're sitting somewhere and somebody starts complimenting everything about you, mm-hmm. it, it comes across as insincere. Mm-hmm. If you if you like my shirt and you compliment my shirt, I'm really thankful. But if you like my shirt, my shoes, my earrings, my hair, and my bracelet, I'm like, like what do you want? Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, like it's a date or you, you want have, something else. You have yeah. ulterior yeah. motives or what are <laughs> right. your intentions. Right. And when you know that somebody has a boyfriend and they're not hitting on you, they've got to mm-hmm. want something else so what yes. exactly is going on so i yeah. i'm with you guys i think that he knew very early right. on seems like a smart guy um <laughs> star oh, child is a smart one yeah he is a little pompous <laughs> but um i can deal with that i think yeah. that you have to have a certain level of cockiness to be like a sexy man in a band and be have stage presence like that you mm-hmm. know um so we do get this song we get it's from the darkness um i believe in a thing called love and I thought it was what? Oh, I'm, I'm just laughing about the whole situation. How there was a pole there, uh, a pole, a stripper pole. It, it, it just happens to be there. I have to say though, this was my second favorite song of the episode tonight. Um, could it have been higher energy? No, it was such high energy. Uh, could it have been more exciting and 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 cool to watch? No, it sounded great. The two of them as counterparts was really interesting. Um, I love the vibe. I liked seeing them actually, you know, when they're sitting and talking, it was very fake. But as they were standing there singing, that's when the guards are actually dropped and it becomes Mm -hmm. real to me. Uh, And that's what we love to see on TV and what we love to see in Glee and relationships forming. No, you Blaine and Kurt fans out there, I'm not talking about sexual relationships. Please, (laughs) please hold the hate I know, I can hear everybody. I know. Just relationships. No, did not go there. I know. Uh, Trust me, I'm a huge Kurt and Blaine person. So I love them. But I could see a friendship forming um, over a mutual bond of Mm -hmm. music, which is really freaking cool. I have to say, I really feel like as different as they are, they complemented each other well in this performance. Mm-hmm. Adam Lambert is known to be a whaler, and this was like the perfect song for that. He really like hit those high notes, and for some reason, I really think that it brought out the beefiness in Kurt, too. Yeah. And they played off each other super well. I thought so, too, and I thought it was interesting how Kurt wasn't the one really singing the high notes, because we know he can hit them. Oh, yeah. yeah he but, had a little uh, rasp in his voice tonight. Like, he took the, oh, the yeah. lower harmony, which I thought was really interesting because, I mean, it was nice to see Elliot built it, but we know he's capable of that. Mm-hmm. I just... It was it, really it was cool. Nice. Um, I, I definitely agree with you guys. I think it was strange in a different way to see, and we have seen this before with other um, huge celebrities, uh, Demi and a million other, Kate Hudson, and whatever, but it was very interesting to me to hear Adam Lambert sing a darkness song Um I don't know. There was something weird about these two huge musical pe- You know, it's not the actors on the show covering it. It's one musician covering another musician. It just, it, it struck me kind of funny, um, but not in an off-putting way, in like a collaborative process kind of way. Mm. Do you guys know what I mean? Yeah, it was for fun. And, you know, I just hope that like every guitar center place or any music musical <laughs> instrument place like always rocks out like that so you that would be a dream you just yeah. want a stripper pole on every place you go <laughs> yes you guys have not I seen her was... dance but girl can dance <laughs> i was watching one of the beach of the behind the scenes videos for shooting that particular scene of course you were gleek Gleek, I'm Gleek. such a Gleek. <laughs> and um, so I guess Adam, they put the pole, the pole was there, and I guess Adam was like, uh-uh, there is no way I'm doing that. Kurt, or um, what's his name? Chris. Chris. This is all you. And Chris was all about it. He's like, okay, I'll work the pole. Oh, he was the one spinning around in it in this number <laughs> That's two. why we only saw Kurt on I it. love it. What teamwork. That's Seriously, great teamwork. <laughs> um, so after this, we do find out, Elliot very uh, kindly says, listen, Kurt, I really like spending time with you. This has been really fun. Uh, it's great to have a gay friend who isn't so weird. And you're <laughs> and my first friend in New York me. and who isn't into me. And you are fabulous. But 
cut the crap. I know what's going on. Right. And I was like, thank God, because if they kept this up for episodes, we're right. like, like uh, glad I'm, he said it. Right. I was going to get old. <laughs> but then we have kind of the real drama of the Kurt Elliott situation is they take this picture. I swear, social media these days, oh, God. there were not nearly as many fights back in the day. <laughs> back yeah. in the heyday. You know, like, what am I, like, five <laughs> like years Like we were even alive then. I yeah, right. But I, I hear stories, okay? <laughs> um, honestly, they take this picture and... Selfie. Elliot. It, selfie. Selfie. Um, I wonder if it was Selfie Sunday, because otherwise... <laughs> or sexy <laughs> selfie day. Ooh, sexy. <laughs> um, Elliot's kissing Kurt on the cheek. And mm-hmm. that shiz gets uploaded. Mm-hmm. And Becky <laughs> in Ohio sees it and shows Blaine. Blaine. Of course, because Becky's the instigator. Thank God they added Becky into the episode tonight because if I didn't see her, I would have been really upset. <laughs> Becky, I like love you, girl. I also, love you. She's also, like Becky, mini Sue. Becky is on this sexual trip, dude. Yeah, stop staring at my boobs. Rock yeah, out with your Becky windows <laughs> and hitting on everyone. And- I know. It, it is true. But, uh, okay, uh, sorry, quick quick question. Was yes. it Kurt that took the selfie? Yes. Or, okay. Mm-hmm. It was. And actually, they took two because uh, Elliot was like, oh, I don't like that one. Do another. And they're doing like the little photo shoot. And Kurt's like, oh, I'm going to upload this one. Um, what is your guys' opinion? Huh. So, not to break away from the show, but in life, have you guys ever been dating somebody where you upload a picture or they upload a picture and one of you guys doesn't like it so much and it becomes a fight? Not personally, but I've heard about this so many times with my friends. Okay. And usually, is it over nothing? Or is it there more to the story, you know? Um, you know, at times there's more, but then sometimes it's just, you know, jealousy and your imagination running wild with you when you see a certain photo and somebody's holding your boyfriend or girlfriend a certain way. You know, right. it's it's tricky. It's tricky. And I feel like because of that, people people stop and think before they post now. Like, there's a whole culture or, like, a whole, like... You kind of have to. Yeah. Marissa, what do you think? Uh, I was going to say the same thing. I was like, I know someone who uploaded a photo with mm-hmm. someone else's girlfriend mm-hmm. and then it blew into this huge thing but i'm like the thing is it was an innocent photo and right. what the what tonight's episode it was an innocent photo but the thing that really got me was like it was immediately after Elliot says, I'm glad you're not into me and and all that. And then Blaine didn't see that. No, but then Elliot says that and then he goes to do a fake kiss. I'm like, why would you do that? Okay, but in all fairness, I would do that with my girlfriends, you know. Um, I mm. happen to be a straight female, and if I was sitting with one of my girlfriends, even if I wouldn't, who cares? I, I would do, like, oh, kisses, you know, and upload that. Um, <laughs> but would it make it different if I was sitting with a guy and had a boyfriend and did that? I suppose maybe it would. Maybe. I just think... People are very jealous these days, and I don't think that Blaine necessarily has a reason to be jealous. So I was glad he played the situation off like he's a little skeptical, but mm-hmm. he wasn't like, oh, this is it, you right. know? Um, and he was trying to, you know, make excuses. Oh, they're just friends. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I think that Kurt got carried away in his efforts to really befriend Elliot. Mm-hmm. And um, since Kurt and Blaine had been talking about his mission to do so Blaine maybe connected or he tried to make the connection that that's why that happened because Kurt is trying to keep his frenemies close right (laughs) but as we know on the show it's definitely not the last we're going to see they wouldn't have added that into tonight's episode if there wasn't going to be a little bit of an issue Mm -hmm. and I just have to get your guys opinion in advance are we sick and tired of seeing bumps in the road with Kurt and Blaine or are we ready for a couple more bumps I mean you know it, it wouldn't be an interesting show if there weren't more bumps Okay. I mean, any good, strong relationship has to go through obstacles and has to hit walls in their life. And it's if they are really meant for each other, both those two, then they'll eventually end up together in the end. But they're going to have to go around a lot of things. They're going to have to hit a lot of things to be officially together. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just think... There's a lot of growing pains that comes with their age mm-hmm. um, and learning how to be in a mature adult relationship. Okay. And um, it just so happens that they're engaged at their age, which just adds a little extra difficulty. 
and uh, expectation. A lot of extra go. difficulty and a lot of extra pressure. Um, and speaking of pressure and situations that have gotten way out of control, let's talk a little bit about the roommates here, Santana and Rachel. Oh, my goodness. I know. Um, did not see this one coming. We've been all hunky-dory with Santana and Rachel for a little bit now, and I've been sitting here like, <laughs> I, I love these people. Yeah, sometimes I just Who do Who did you just turn into <laughs> right now? Hunky-dory makes me think. I think um, she has a southern I know. alter ego I that we don't know. I alter egos, guys. Some of them it. will come out to play sometimes, but anyway. <laughs> uh, apparently, Santana and Rachel have alter egos because they oh are God. no longer friends. They are now enemies. Let's Ugh. get right into this and start talking about, from the top of the episode, we see Santana, miserable, at her job. She can't book anything else because she did a yeast infection commercial boo-hoo i'm sure that yeast infection commercial paid 50 grand i don't care i, I would know. i would pretend to have any sort of thing down there if i could make that kind of money <laughs> it's don't a care. national commercial stop complaining Santana. yeah I, I don't care seriously give me herpes give me whatever you want i don't care put, put my <laughs> did face you hear everywhere that? <laughs> did you hear that out there well, that could give be really taken out of context <laughs> oh dear god let's um, just like clip that and replay it and that's what you missed on glee um okay so uh we've got that and we have rachel she's trying to help her and she's like listen there's this photo shoot that i'm doing um i can get you in it let's do this and and she's like awesome i feel guilty because what i did for you in high school and there's that weird tension but but glad we're friends now and we've moved past it we're gonna do it anyway uh which is where we get this Awesome freaking song. Uh-huh, um, yeah. Love Sarah Brellis. It's called Brave. Uh, and Good song. this was a really visually pleasing number. Mm-hmm. We've got some cool stuff going on with umbrellas and this photo, photo shoot. shoot. Uh, Costumes with- were on point. It's- yes. Makeup. Love her in the wig as Fanny Bryce. She um. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yes. The wig that we know is a wig and not actually what yeah, she's off her. Yes. Hair the the thing about the costumes is that what I noticed is that yes, Rachel's in her Fanny Bryce outfit, but Santana's the only one in a printed dress. Everyone all else, all the other girls were in solid colored dresses, but Santana's dress definitely stood out among the others, and I think they obviously did that on purpose to make them right. her and Rachel on the same level. What was the thing, though, when we see Santana's actually, she's dancing in it, and then all of a sudden she's behind the camera? Uh, was it like a dream that she was having? or She had a yeah. daydream. That, like a premonition. She hadn't yet taken, uh, been on set, so she hadn't yet gotten makeup and wardrobe done, okay. but she was imagining herself out there with Rachel, and that's why she always ends up near her, because she keeps imagining herself on par. On, this, on par with her. Which is kind mm-hmm. of the theme of their dynamic this episode, right. so we see that. Uh, one line I just have to point out that I we were just talking about um, getting full of yourself. We were talking about that with Elliot and whatnot. And one line I have to point out with Rachel, of course, she says, it's really hard being a star. Uh, she doesn't say it sarcastically. <laughs> she says it straight up. That's the Rachel we know. I honestly <laughs> saw. Yeah, she puts the sunglasses I on. saw Leah Michelle poke through here a little bit <laughs> yeah. and was like, it must or, be, honey. <laughs> or Rachel season one. That's how, that's how she was. Right, yeah. absolutely. I am a star. I am going to be a star. And honestly, though, she takes this very seriously. And the biggest question that I have in the entire episode right now for you guys is, are you Team Santana or Team Rachel with this situation? Oh, and oh honestly, you have to pick one. I'm going to lay it out really quick. Santana, Rachel, they go through this. Rachel, this is her dream role. She's always wanted it. Santana trying to make it big. It's a huge opportunity for Santana. Rachel doesn't offer it to her, but Santana goes for it anyways. Uh, is Santana in the wrong or is Rachel in the wrong for being mad at Santana? Which team are you? Alright, they're, they're both in the wrong. Okay. But. Okay. We gotta okay. pick one. We gotta for pick one for argument's sake. I will say Rachel because beginning of the episode, she was being the good friend. She, she told, she got Santana part of, you know, Wait, she's uh, on the, in the wrong, you're saying? Yeah. No, no, she's saying no, no, Rachel's she, in the wrong. No, 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 Santana was in the wrong. I'm sorry. Oh. But Rachel, Rachel was being the good friend. She got Santana part of her photo. She, she was sharing, the in in a way, she was sharing her spotlight and her And Santana overstepped her. And Santana overstepped it. Okay. Okay. So here's another feud. Because I'm, awesome. I'm going against Marissa on right. one for the friend sake of our friend of me. It's okay. Because I still love you anyways. <laughs> okay. So on this instance, I'm team Santana. Because for me, like all is fair in love and war. Like it's just here's here's a role. Like she's not trying to steal the spotlight. She just wants a chance 
at something. She wants a piece of something, and she's auditioned for the understudy. Right. I don't think she's going into it with the intention of knocking Rachel down, even though Rachel thinks that's what understudies do all the time. Right. Um, it would be a little different if Santana was going into audition the role of Fanny Bryce while Rachel was auditioning. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, and try to take it from her. But even then, I'm just the kind of person who thinks I'm happy for myself when I win. I'm even happier for my friends when they win. Um, if I can be the lead and she can be my understudy and that doesn't affect me, you know, like it's right. not, it's not that Santana being the understudy takes away from Rachel. Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, then, oh my God, that, that's a double win. That's a victory right. for everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately they didn't see it that way, but I think Santana singing the exact same song that Rachel that has sung twice already in the show, that was just Kind of out of Let's spite. Let's talk about that. That well, was out of spite. So we've got well, uh, Don't Rain on My Parade mm-hmm. or Rain on My Parade. Um, go ahead and tell you were just welling me. So what are you, what are you <laughs> welling, girl? What yeah, you well. welling? Well, well, well. So I think she sang the song because it's fitting for this situation. Mm-hmm. Period. And I think also... Uh, the, uh, uh, and also the directors might have done it because they really want a true comparison between the two. We just saw somebody before it. singing. It wasn't that song, I don't think. But that but, is Rachel's song. She has sang that song twice in Glee already, and she's knocked it both times out of the park. She did. I thought Santana did a great job. I typically, um, even though I think they're both very talented, I typically prefer Santana's voice, even though Rachel is just as talented. This song suits Rachel better. I think Rachel's performances were better on the song. I agree. Song. And yeah. the thing is, like, the irony Santana is singing that Don't Rain on My Parade when she's clearly raining on Rachel's parade. But then again, boom. but then again, boom again, Rachel, boom again. Rachel <laughs> is raining on Santana's parade also because the whole time she's sitting there pouting about her friend trying to be her understudy. Of course, mm-hmm. but what neither of them see is, of course, what Rupert, the middleman, sees. You know, he's the one who casts Santana he's eventually. He's so sexy, and by he the says, way. Can yeah, I just say, I know, come on. I know. My friend was just uh, filmed drool. something with him, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh he's so cute. Okay. Um, but anyway, they were not seeing the bigger picture. He says, double the stardom. Double the stardom. It's not. Yeah. It's not half the stardom because it's both of you. It's double the stardom. You know, right. you're these two girls from the same small high school, and you produce this high school produced these two amazing singers who are now Broadway stars. Is that a sick joke? That is a story that never you have happens. a story, right? And so I think that it's a great to promote the show, but b better for their careers. And people get so bogged down in me, me, me. They never think mm-hmm. bigger picture. Us, us, us. Or where can this eventually take me, not yeah. where does it take me right now, which is a problem that happens in the industry all the time. Exactly. And why... Preach. We, bigger picture. Preach, Roxy. Bigger picture. <laughs> so although I thought she did a great job, I do think that Santana is more fit to be the understudy for this role. Agree. Yes. Um, but we we do get to my absolute favorite song of tonight's episode. Um, this mm. is a Sting song. I think we... Uh, the did police. We, yeah, police. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Sting the Police. Um Every and it's called Every Breath You Take, and it is what we opened tonight's episode with here yep, at so After good. Buzz because we love it so much. Um, it was perfect. It was the the duo, first of all, the competition between the two of them, trying to walk through the door first, one-up each other, visually, was amazing. And then when mm-hmm. you closed your eyes for a second, which you couldn't do for too long because visually it was so great, the sound was like angels. I, I, I just, oh. I thought it sounded, I'm going to go home and download it like this no. Yes. And the thing is, like, I already love this song, and it's amazing how Glee hasn't covered the song yet. No. I mean, it, let's it's Let's keep so, that going. Keep it going. Let's but, keep it going. Thank and, you, Roya, in the booth. The thing is, like, the, the editing was so on point, too, because you saw them doing their rehearsals and whatnot. They're equal. They both had the same amount of time in rehearsing and whatnot. And you can't really, at this point, the audience can't really pick which one's better. And, yeah. I, and I love the doors, how everyone's yeah. like going in and out. And I thought the blocking visually was, the, the number was phenomenal. Right. And on top of that, guys, like, I don't know if you noticed, but I also, in their acting performance, I saw a struggle from both of them. So it wasn't just like, uh-uh, like, I, this is so mine. Like, I also saw from them that they still care about each other. And they're like, crap. Yeah. Like, why are we in this situation right now? Yeah. I know. Uh, absolutely. And I do think that sometimes Glee sticks exactly to the notes, exactly to the performance. You know, we saw a lot of these music video remakes and whatnot, tribute pieces. Uh, this was an original cover, you know. This was mm-hmm. really different. Um, it was something that 
it was a different vibe, a different thing, and about something different. It had a different meaning. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I really loved the choice. I thought they knocked it out of the park, and I thought it was a great third number for these two girls, and it makes me just want to see more and more. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. though, I don't love where it led, which is to Rachel she's she's moving getting out. she's getting the axe she's moving out uh kurt she axed herself i know she, she did ax herself, herself. She's kurt's a- trying to like middleman the situation and right. it's not happening and honestly i i don't know i don't know what are, you guys are working together now you're gonna see each other anyway this is a very tense situation as is i'm nervous what about you guys it, it's it's sad where their relationship ended because we literally saw rachel rip the photo apart visually there was just that that reinforcement that they as a friendship they are broken up they're ripped apart and it, at this time so at this time so but hopefully down the road they'll eventually make amends and get back together this, but ugh, it I'm, did not look pretty ugh. i just want to say one thing well that's why i'm team santana right now because honestly rachel is just being dramatic like, it was all unnecessary It's for a me. little more than that, but I do know what you mean. I definitely think that this episode was amazing enough that we are in for a great rest of the season. Yeah. And we have a lot rest of the season because our hiatus was so long. We, we've definitely got a bunch more episodes to come, which mm-hmm. makes me really excited. Let's quickly get into predictions. Um, you guys, and now, I, I'm going to throw this to you because I honestly, I'm, I'm clueless. I don't know what's going to happen here. Any thoughts? Neither, neither do I. I mean, Blaine and Kurt are gonna get into a little tiff over the over the selfie. Absolutely, do, it's gonna do cause you some think engagement drama because all these relationships kind of ended. On do we think we're gonna find more breakups throughout the whole season? Yeah, I think before. that definitely we're gonna get some new directions breakups, and we we still don't know what's gonna happen with Marley, who she's gonna be with, and whatnot. So there's a lot to deal with around breakups and relationships. Uh, we'll for sure have drama there, like we always do. But that just excites me even more. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, that is all the time we have for tonight's show. I know we could talk ah, about this forever, yeah. but we will tonight. be back here next week, same time, same place. Before that, where can we talk to you guys in the meantime? If I'm freaking out and I'm like, oh my god, I gotta talk to my fellow Gleeks, where can we uh, find you? You can follow me on Twitter and and on Instagram at Serafini TV. And I just gotta mention, like the Glee, they just celebrated their 100th episode last night, and mm-hmm. my Twitter feed was blowing up. So definitely check that. Obviously, out we on follow Twitter. them all. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. So excited. Blowing up. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at Sarah with an H Mendoza. And you can find me at Roxy Stryer. And of course, again, iTunes. YouTube, rate, comment, subscribe. We are watching out for you guys, watching out for us. But until next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, Gleeks! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.